0: If you've ever wondered why opera singers are often fat or what brain freeze is and why it hurts so much, then wonder no more. Scientist and journalist Dr Stephen Juan is the author of a series of odd books, a series that looks at and answers all of your oddest questions, and he's with us on afternoons to tell us about his latest book, Can Kissing Make You Live Longer? Hello, Stephen.
1: Good day. Good to be with you. It's
0: wonderful to have you with us on afternoons. So can kissing make us live longer? Let's get straight to it.
1: Okay, well, now people won't be buying the book now if I tell them. But, well, that's what the author has to take a chance on this. I'll just have to write another book, I suppose. Well, in fact, yes, kissing can make you live longer. And that's because uh, a particular study that I quote in the book uh, looked at uh, some things that that help us with longevity. Lowering serum cholesterol levels, for example. uh, Relationship satisfaction. Lowering stress in your life. These things are all related to boosting longevity if we can do this. Well, well, uh, one study that I quote uh, found that after six weeks of kissing, uh, uh, the experimental group got a lowering of their total serum cholesterol level from this, more relationship satisfaction, and uh, a lower perceived level of stress. So the logic is that kissing indirectly um, helps uh, uh, with these factors that uh, that uh, help with longevity. So indirectly, kissing does make you live longer.
0: So that's a yes, excellent. So news. that's a yes. It's good to start off with some good news. Nikki has some um, SMSs on afternoons, and you can one double nine double two seven twenty. She says her dad used to say that kissing leads to marriage, and you don't want <laughs> to live longer. <laughs>
1: Okay, a, 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 a possible view.
0: <laughs> yes, we've got to take in all possible views. So where do you get your questions from? I'm fascinated to know because your book, and this is not the first you've written, you've got a whole pile and there are a million of them.
1: Well, and that's it. I have a pile of books. They are all over the world. They've been. The first one was translated into 27 languages, I'm pleased to say, and I get emails from all over the world. You ought to see my morning emails when I wake up and get the overseas emails, they ask me questions. Some of them are the same questions that I've heard uh, many times, and I try to answer them all. Uh, in fact, I do answer them all, but occasionally there's a new one, and when I get a new one, it goes into the book, and I have a lot of fun uh, f- trying to find out all sorts of information, and as soon as I find out, of course, telling the world.
0: Yeah, well, somebody's got to tell us because Shirley has rang in to ask if you know about the achu syndrome, which causes her husband and her son to sneeze when they go into sunlight. It doesn't affect oh, Shirley oh, or oh, other yes. family
1: members. Isn't that interesting? Now, now, her husband and her son have this. That's very interesting, and and other members don't because we think now this is called the photic. Sneeze response now when um, when people are in say a darkened elevator oh, elevator sorry a uh, cinema, and they come out uh t- during the day and they go from the darkness into the light, some people sneeze, and this is called the photic sneeze response, and we think that there is a gene for this. Isn't that interesting? That is but interesting. We, but we haven't been able to locate the gene, but we theorize it's the gene. And, and uh, in fact, this is very difficult to get rid of because, in fact, you're fighting your genes, although it, you can get rid of it. However, this has been used, the photic photoc- sneeze response has been used in some countries to eliminate uh, fighter pilots, Uh, And and that's because uh, a fighter pilot has to turn the jet into the sun, and if they start sneezing at that speed, this can be fatal for them. So if they can't overcome their photic sneeze response, they get eliminated from the program, and they can't be a jet fighter pilot.
0: So Shirley's husband and son have to strike that one off their list of things they'd like to be when they grow (laughs) up.
1: And they probably live longer uh, if they do.
0: (laughs) They'll have lots more time for kissing.
1: Absolutely. uh, I'm glad you said it because I was about to. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: what, Tim? And Phil would like to know why yawning is contagious. And I know there's a question in your book that asks if you read about yawning. Do you? are they connected? Uh,
1: yes, uh, the research shows. I actually talked about this in my very first book, uh, but uh, I do talk a little bit about it here. Uh, but um, in fact, uh, reading about yawning, hearing about it, seeing someone yawn, anytime you think about a yawn, that will. Provoke in you a yawn now not in, in every case, and it depends on if uh, the, it depends on the context, for example if you 're at a boring lecture and someone yawns you 're more likely to to yawn if you see them yawn, and it 's very interesting because uh, uh, it is contagious, even though it's basically a physiological response. The evolutionary significance of this, we think that it comes from the fact that when we, when humans were more primitive and we had to fear predators, we lived in groups, and when the group would fall asleep, uh, they would do one after the other, and a yawn would kind of wake up somebody and wake up the other members of the group, and they would say, is it really safe to go to sleep right now that's the that's the latest theory on why, uh, uh, where a yawn actually comes from and isn't its, it's it? evolutionary significance
0: that is hilarious isn't it that um um people Study that. And they've got this, and it does have evolutionary significance. Yes, and,
1: and, and, and Jillian, look, I, uh, my job is so interesting because I've got a curious brain. And I, as an anthropologist, I want to know why is it that we behave a particular way we do? Where did the behavior come from? And things like blushing, where did that come from? You know, your skin turns red when you've made a mistake. You know what 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 is that all about? Well, you know, I look at the evolutionary significance of all of these things and what did you find out my... about
0: blushing because i 'm okay. a shocking blusher? I blush when people oh. think I might be embarrassed, even when i 'm not actually embarrassed
1: oh yeah that 's interesting, you know, and women blush more than men, and that that 's interesting, and you don 't just Well, there are people that are called full blushers, and uh, you don't just blush on your cheek. Full blushers blush on their neck, uh, on their shoulders, and uh, a researcher at the University of New South Wales told me some years ago that he knows of blushers who their bottoms blush but of course they don't usually see you <laughs> they usually so not baboons <laughs> but, well, <laughs> no you know no, these are humans and it's very interesting because the evolutionary significance of this where it came from is when we were in groups and when social exclusion was the worst thing that could happen to you you know because if you were kicked out of the group you perished so you needed to be in that group uh it's uh, blushing is a is a is a nonverbal form of communication that says, I have made a mistake. I am embarrassed. I'm showing it with my blushing. Let me back in the group. Please forgive me.
0: Come on, it's
1: aqueous uh well well, well i <laughs> this is where it came from now of course there's a huge cultural impact in uh, uh of this you know and of, and of course we all have different socialization but but look actually uh one of the reasons that that women blush more than men is because uh there's greater social pressure upon women to uh to to uh, to behave and, and be polite than men we give uh, i mean I'm, I'm sorry to say this everybody out there but uh in fact we do have a double standard we give men a lot more leeway in uh, in uh, in breaking uh, social rules compared to women Well
0: apparently we do apparently i, I do i
1: I'm, I'm i'm probably going to be uh, kicked out of the male gender for that but i'm sorry that's the truth
0: the listeners just texted in to um to, to say that they just yawned so I don't oh, think yes, why you were there, talking about that bit just there There you are. Yes,
1: <laughs> I, I did. A, I did a radio interview to Melbourne, and uh, and a caller, and we were talking about yawning. This was some years ago, and and a uh, a caller rang in from their car phone saying that we, I was listening to your radio interview, and uh, and I stopped at a red light. And I yawned, and I looked over at the car next to me, and he was yawning, and then we nodded to each other. We were saying, yes, we're listening to the same radio show. I'm talking to Dr. (laughs) Stephen Johan, who's the author of Can Kissing Make You
0: Live Longer? Body and Behaviour Mysteries Explained. Um, Paul, I think we were talking about any sort of kissing, and uh, Jim, you should be ashamed of yourself. We're not even asking that question. Goodness me. If um, the body contains iron, it's possible for people to become magnetized. That's a question.
1: Uh, well, there's such a tiny amount of, um, I mean, I mean, it's it's. Uh, some people think well you know uh if they're uh, if they've got iron in them that somehow they'll be magnetized and, and won't be watch able to will move away and yeah your well that, will stop and all that that sort of stuff. doesn't that doesn't happen because we don't have nearly enough of it in 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 us for it to have any kind of magnetic effect uh and this is also related to this notion that uh the moon might affect us because it will you know it will draw our water just like it affects the tides uh, I mean you've probably heard this you know that uh that the 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 moon uh changes us uh because the phases of the moon because uh the tides are affected flowers are affected uh and so we're humans we 're made of water so so if we 're seventy five percent water then wouldn't we just react the same way the oceans do but that is a myth because the oceans are not encased in something we are encased in our bodies and and we don't operate the same way as the ocean
0: a lot of listeners are are, are smsing me with some very hilarious yawning jokes i think that one's definitely a favorite have you ever been asked anything that you haven't been able to answer
1: uh Only the questions that have been asked by philosophers from the beginning of uh, human existence uh, i haven 't been able to say you know uh, can we predict where we 're going? Uh, can we predict uh, whether there are other intelligences uh, elsewhere in the universe? No one knows this, but of course i've got i 've got to um, I, I I can theorize about it and, I, and I hypothesize and speculate, but that 's not really good science uh, I like to Uh, talk about things only when I think we've got a good answer.
0: It's fantastic how many, I'm just trying to have a quick look through and see how many books you have written I know it's a lot, so you could you could conceivably go in answering these questions for
1: Yes, In, in fact when I started in 1994 with and the first one came out in 1995 I told the publisher I could probably do about six of these well I think I've done six now and I actually have more questions now than when I started out. So the questions are coming in faster than I'm able to talk about them in my books. Well, but I'm I imagine, having a lot of fun doing it.
0: I imagine every time somebody reads one of the books, then they think of a question and would write it
1: in. Oh, yes. In fact, I actually invite them at the back of the book. I have my email address and say, look, if you've got a question, uh, send it in. And if it's a new one, Uh, that I haven't heard of before, I'll answer it in my next book and, and send you a copy of the book as a, as a bit of a thank you. And I, and and in, and in the acknowledgements of this book, I have, you you might notice it towards the end of the book, there's a, a long list of readers who have sent in questions. So there you are. Excellent. It cost cost me a lot of books, but I don't mind.
0: You're you're a good man, (laughs) Dr. Stephen. Thank you very much for talking to us on Afternoons It was lots of
1: fun. Thank you.
0: That was great fun. That's Dr. Stephen Yuan, and he is the author of Can Kissing Make You Live Longer? Body and Behaviour Mysteries Explained. You're on Afternoons. Coming up next, we're going fishing.